Like a rat in a maze, the path before me lies. Simon and Garfunkel. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. The timer clicked, the TV screen fluttered, and the speaker blared the morning news. Morning? Already? groaned Larry. He rolled over and squeezed the pillow tightly over his ears, not seriously thinking he could muffle the announcement of another day in the rat race. Then the aroma of coffee from the timer-operated percolator lured him toward the kitchen. Six hours of sleep may not have been the house rule growing up, but success at the end of the twentieth century demanded a premium from its active participants. A rising star like Larry couldn't squander time sleeping. Curls of steam rose from the bowl of instant oatmeal. The microwave had produced predictably perfect results in perfect cadence with his 35-minute wake-up schedule. Slouched in his chair, propped against his elbow, Larry noticed the computer screen staring back at him. Last night, he balanced his checkbook after the 11 o'clock news, and, weary from the long day, he must have neglected to switch it off. His wife, Carol, had a welcomed day off, so she slept in. Larry went through the rote motions of getting the kids off to school. After the two younger children had been dropped off at daycare, he was alone in the car with Julie. Twelve-year-old Julie seemed troubled lately. Daddy, do you love Mom anymore? she asked. The question came out of the blue to Larry, but Julie had been building the courage to ask it for months. Their family life was changing, and Julie seemed to be the only member of the family diagnosing the changes. Larry reassured her he loved Mom very much. Carol didn't plan to go back to work when she first started on her MBA degree. Bored with her traditional non-working housewife role, she just wanted more personal self-fulfillment. Her magazines conferred no dignity on the role of Mother Tudor. Although her family satisfied her self-esteem need for many years, other neighborhood women her same age seemed to lead glamorous lives in the business world. She couldn't help but question her traditional values. Maybe I'm too old-fashioned, out of step with the times, she thought to herself. So two nights each week for three and a half years, she journeyed off to the local university, a big investment, not to mention the homework. By the time she walked across the stage to receive her diploma, Carol was convinced women had a right to professional fulfillment just as much as men. Larry, a tenacious, carefree sales representative, advanced quickly in his company. Fifteen years of dream-chasing rewarded him with a vice president's title. The pay covered the essentials, but they both wanted more of the good life. "'I've been thinking about going back to work,' Carol told him. Larry didn't protest. She earned extra money as a bank teller at the beginning of their marriage, and the money helped furnish their honeymoon apartment. By mutual agreement, Carol stopped working when Julie was born, and ever since they had been hard-pressed to make ends meet. Even though his own mother didn't work, Larry knew things were different now for women. Still, he had mixed emotions about sending their two small children to a daycare center. But since money was always a problem, he just shrugged and kept silent when Carol announced she had started interviewing for a job.
Larry clearly understood the trade-off. More money, less family. More family, less money. Yet, they really wanted the good life. Their neighbors bought a 24-foot cabin cruiser. Larry was surprised to learn they could own one, too, for only $328 per month. By scrimping for five months, they pulled together $1,000, which, when added to their savings, gave them enough for the $2,500 down payment. Larry loved cars. His gentle dad had always loved cars. If a shiny two-door pulled up next to him at a traffic light, Larry's heart always beat faster. He could just picture himself shifting through the gears of a fancy European import. By accident, he discovered that for only $424 a month, he could lease the car of his fantasies, a racy import.